I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even now, I love it when someone says, ah, Ollie's all right. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay, I'll you prove you wrong. Let me prove you wrong. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson The Secret. This week, we have such a good guest. It has been super difficult to pin him down. He is an elusive man. He is a busy man. He is probably everybody's favourite X Factor contestant. It is none other than Ollie Buzz. <laughs> How do you like them apples? Did I do it good? Ah, oh. you getting yourself comfortable, Ollie Pear? Yeah, I'm just gonna. Get, I'm just gonna fit myself into the corner here. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week I have finally managed to pin down the elusive, the mysterious, the also talented, Ollie Murs. Hey! I'm so sorry. I'm not I'm not that mysterious. Um I've just it's just been, I'll be honest with you, I'm so sorry. I know you've been messaging each other about doing this. And it, it's just you you caught me at a time where I was just getting a new puppy. And a new no. dog and a new arrival. And honest to God, it has been stressful. It's so stressful <laughs> the last couple of weeks getting this all sorted. My house has changed dramatically. Um, and yeah, I'm so sorry, but we're here. We're here now. We're talking. Don't apologise. I know you're a busy man anyway. I just think like, obviously you've got no idea what's going through in my head, but I was just like riddled with anxiety. I was like, I've got a producer. I've got a sound technician. I've got everyone waiting. He's just blanking us. I was like, fuck's sake. No, I'm not. I wasn't blanking you. I'm so sorry. I just... I, and the thing is, you've got my mobile number. You could have just called me. No, I just felt like I was super getting on your tits. I was like, oh, God, you've become that person. He's like, please do me podcast, please. And I was no, like, oh, leave Vic, him alone. Call me anytime. I, it would have been oh. better for you to call me because I would have been probably halfway through making baby gates for the, for the fucking kitchen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was... It was it's listen it's been great but listen we're here now and it's great to speak to you and um you know i hope you've been good i haven't seen you for ages so i know well i don't think anyone's really seen anyone but you have over like you have gone through such a transformation since the last time i've seen you like if you'd have told me a year ago that i'd be sitting talking to ollie mays about fucking baby gates i'd be like liar <laughs> liar that's <laughs> very a, true it's a bachelor <laughs> i know honestly what's gone on it's gone it's been mad the last 12 months for me have just been amazing to be honest with you um yeah. it's really it's really changed everything i'm just so happy it's it's uh <sighs> it's and i've always been a happy person anyway but maybe i was happy on the surface more than 
than what people would have seen behind, you know, that not many people saw behind the scenes. I was not as happy as maybe people might have thought I was. Um, mm. So ultimately, yeah, the last 12 months have been amazing for me, been amazing. But I, do, I think like everyone associates you with being like super positive, super cheerful, this like yeah. cheeky chappy guy next door. But actually like when you're on your own, when you close the doors, it can be a totally different story. 100%. Especially if, you're, if your personal life's not where you want it to be exactly. No, I think for me, the, my biggest worry, um, being famous and being in this industry, my biggest worry was that I was never going to meet someone that wanted me for me or loved me for me. Okay. And I was always concerned that I'd end up having all this, you know, not the luxuries, but I have, a, have the house, have the cars, have the career, um, have fantastic family, but I actually have no one to share that with. And I think when you're a successful person and I've been very successful in my career I I wanted to be able to share that with someone and I, I was just like thinking this is just not going to happen and I, maybe I'm looking in the wrong areas you know I was I don't know I was just lucky that I, I managed to meet Amelia I, I um it was just yeah I was for four years when I was single I, I genuinely didn't like, like myself very much really I, I didn't like who I was I, I was becoming you know, when you don't give any fucks and you sort of do what you want and you don't care about the repercussions yeah. of people's feelings yeah. or what they were, you just were, it was, it was my way or the highway. And I'm not that kind of person. I'm very caring. So, you know, this is, yeah, being back, you know, finding Amelia it was, was what I needed really. And uh, yeah, I've, like I said, it's been a bit of a journey. So I'm happy. You look like the happiest I've ever seen you. I'm so but, pleased. <laughs> but then I've got the most craziest hair. Amelia said to me, Amelia said to me during, um, we've been together now a year and we just celebrated our first anniversary together. Congratulations. Yeah. And you know, when you pick an anniversary, did you find that when you, with your partner, like, is it picking the day that you first met? Or is it the first time you went on a date? Or is it actually when you when, when he said, or when I said I was, I wanted her to be my girlfriend. Like, when did you pick that anniversary? How did you pick um, it? For us, it was super straightforward, Ollie, because we um we went on a date between Christmas and New Year. Okay. Um, and I think it was like the twenty. I mean, I'm saying, God, it's super easy. I can't even fucking remember now. You'll kill us. It was the twenty seventh, twenty seventh of December. Mm. Um, and it's a nice day to like remember because everyone's off work and working the restaurants are slightly quiet so we can always get a good reservation um yeah. and it it's just lovely because you feel like celebrating around then so for us it was dead easy and we've always just gone with first date oh that's um, nice what about yous what do yous go with well the problem is is we i went with the day i told her that she was my girlfriend i wanted her to ask her to be my girlfriend i was gonna say um, tell her jesus christ no, it's no. 2020 mate give her yeah, a choice no. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got a choice you're my girlfriend um, you're my wife <laughs> yeah um, so I literally, I, I, I got into, I was in my kitchen one summer, uh, last summer or just after that, I can't, we can't remember. Mm. It was July, I think, or August. And, um, I just said to her, will you be my girlfriend? Oh, and she was man. just like, and that was kind of how it, how it, how it was really. We, we just kind of went from there and, you know, it was, it just felt natural for us to make that progression. But then our first date was at the gym. You know Danny's gym, Danny VIP. I do know Danny. Stop it! Is that where you met? So that's where we actually met. So we um, we such a I... sexual hotspot. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew being in the gym? I mean, I look horrendous at the gym, but I mean, Amelia walked in literally like like a goddess. Oh shit! And she just came strolling in, and she. And the weirdest thing is, I was 
there was a cryo chamber place in in Brentwood, and I'd seen. I've I, seen it. It's yeah, across what, the road from where I live. Is it really? And it's where I'm living, babe. I hope no one else knows where it is because I'm going to get some really weird stalkers. Now. You are, yeah. But I um, <laughs> but I went to it, and um, they. I was looking a few days after that that I went that they might post me being there, and I. I get really, ang- I get a lot of anxiety when I go places and they do things for free or they ask me to do something. They go, oh, don't worry about pain. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, at least put it on social media so I can share it. At least do something. So I, I don't want to like feel anything. like you're, you're giving back. I've done something, yeah. yeah. And I remember clicking on their uh, Instagram and they hadn't put me up then. It's been like two days. And I thought, well, may- <laughs> maybe it's the way I looked. Um, maybe they. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm not maybe I'm not big anymore maybe I'm not big enough for them to post and then I realised I realised the reason they hadn't posted about me is that they've got this amazingly hot girl on their Instagram feed called Amelia Tank and I was like who's this girl um, she, she's hot so I did what any I did what any um, Essex pop star does I just followed her on Instagram <laughs> so smooth <laughs> and so I thought, smooth and I thought and I'll wait a couple of days for her to reply. <laughs> How did it go? I'm so you? cool, she's going to reply. And actually, it worked. No! Four days later, three or four days later, she messaged me. It was the nicest, sweetest message. She said, oh. How are you? Um, so weird you followed me. I saw we went to the same place. Uh-huh. Um, I, I see that you go to a gym, um, a local that I've always wanted to go to, which the VIP HQ with Danny. Yeah. She goes, I'd love, why don't we go there for a workout one morning if you're up for it and um, we'll have a little catch up there or something. And I just thought like, I've never been asked to go to the gym for a workout. <sighs> on a first, on a first date yeah. as well. Like that's technically what was going on there. This girl's got some balls. Yeah. Mate. I look like shit in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. She just thought, I, this is, this. She, I mean, Amelia's, I mean, she does love training quite a lot and she's amazing. And so she, I think, for me, it got it sort of got me balls tingling. Do you know what I mean? It kind of felt like, oh, this is this is different. This is yeah. different. I thought, God, this girl's got something about her. because I I thought most most women at the time it was always like let's go for something to eat, and I I was like, no, I I, I want to like I was sort of bored of going to restaurants. I always had to do something fun for a first date. So this mm. was like never done this before. So we went to the gym, and because I'm like. She's got to know me more now. I'm so competitive. I was like, I did say to her, look, I'll come to the gym and train with you, but you do realise, like, it's not going to be, like, fun. Like, I'm, we're going... No, we're going balls to the wall. Like, if we're doing squat challenge, I'll, I'll want to beat you. And we had this, like, bit of banter. <laughs> and then that was kind of it, really. And then I remember after the gym session, I was like, right, I've got to make my move here. Uh-huh. Um, so how are you getting home? She's like, oh, I'm getting an Uber home. I was like, an Uber home? Don't be silly. I'll drive you home. <laughs> And oh, I tell you what, gent. why don't we go for a bit of brunch? <gasps> I know really oh, good. God. I know the really good place, the Brentwood Kitchen. Yes, I've just been for a fucking smoothie, mate. Oh my god, why are we never out there for catch up? We should do that. I'll be up. To, I'm going to be there tomorrow. Well, I'll, yes. I'll message you and we'll go. Anyway, so I said to we'll go for brunch. I've actually booked a table. You presumptuous little pickle. Preparation prevents <laughs> problems. The three P's. Remember that VP. <laughs> Preparation prevents problems. So I've already prepared, thinking if she says yes, I've got place booked. If she says no, then I'm like, okay, cool, no worries. You know, I had nothing planned anyway. Um, <laughs> Crying all the way home. Anyway, so I'm on the way in the car. I've suggested we go for brunch. She goes, I'm really sorry, I've already got plans. I was like, okay. <gasps> no. So I was like, okay, no worries. She goes, well, I'm off to Birmingham to see some friends, so I'm going to jump on a train, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, cool. And then that was kind of, 
I kind of thought like, oh, she's already playing like that not really bothered card. Um, and then it kind did of did that just... excite you though? No, it did. It, it really did. Yeah. And I just, you know, you just get a vibe. And then we 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 started dating for a few months. But after actually, you was at the voice final with me, weren't you? Yes, when of I course, won. because that's when you won with Molly, and I tried to pull Tom Jones, <laughs> <laughs> which lasted about one minute. <laughs> that was never going to happen. He just didn't understand me accent at all, bless him. <laughs> oh, but you got a chance to meet him and you were so... Like, by the way, for everyone listening, uh, Vicky really didn't want to come see me. She didn't really want to come watch The Voice. All she kept talking to me about was how much she was obsessed and loved Tom Jones. And she was like, I just want to see him. I was like, okay, cool. Okay, well, you know, come to the show then. You were just, And you were just so excited to meet him. What a guy I was like. just so happy. And honestly, like, of course I want to see you as well. The show is amazing. I know. Uh, <laughs> but, e God, no, he's just a legend, man. Like, he was me grandma's favourite. And I think I actually got so nervous that I reverted back to, like, Geordie Shaw, Vicky, and told him um, I'd let you wear me like a hat. That was my exact <laughs> words to Sir Tom Jones. I, I hate would myself. wear you like a hat. But you know what? The thing is about Tom... <laughs> The thing is about Tom is if if you would have met him away from the cameras because you met him when you was du- during the show, right? If I remember rightly, yeah. you did it during it's like the in show. A break. You need to meet Tom off camera because Tom oh, okay. is so funny and he and he can, he's got such great jokes, great stories, and he's he's got just he's just a really lovely man. Like he, he you know he can't he's he just yeah I can't explain it but more better than that really. He's just a great person, but he's so down to earth. You know, even though he's a sir. And he's uh-huh. obviously done so much in his career and his life. But he, I think he, yeah, I think you and him would get on really, really well. Obviously not, you know, I can't see you dating him now. Never see him, never. Never say never. <laughs> I need to do a podcast. I need to do something. I need to come, I have been thinking about doing a podcast for a while, but it's about getting an idea of, or something that is, you know, an avenue, isn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. But, like, what I, th- I feel like you've got, like, you could potential to do anything. Uh, you could do one about... What could you do on maybe I, I need to think about it, but I was thinking about it today when, when I was doing, doing this podcast with you. I was like, I'd like to do a podcast one day. <laughs> Ollie, have you not got, like, enough on your hands? I do, but... Brand new dog, serious bird, judge on the voice, smashing your pop career. Like, give the rest of a fucking chance, mate. This is all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to do a podcast. I want to be one of the best ones out there like you. I want everything. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> no, I just think, I love, I love talking. So do I. I love talking. I love telling stories. I love listening to people's stories. I genuinely believe I'll probably be on radio at some point. I've I got a feeling I'll be like, I'll be like on... I'll be on Heart or something in the next 10 years doing Heart Breakfast or something. I love radio so much. I think at some point, because I just love talking to people. You've, you're chatty enough and you've got a nice sounding voice. Like it's got character. You've got charisma. I don't think people have to see you in order to like be like be interested. You know, some people, once you're not in real life with you, you're like, oh my God, your appeal is totally gone. It was literally 80% because you were good looking. But I think you do really well because the, I always feel the Geordie accent. Sometimes I meet some Geordies when I'm up Newcastle mm -hmm. and I can't understand them. But actually, <laughs> you're one of the only Geordies I can really understand everything you're saying. I've had to soften it, mate. Like, this is 10 years in the industry, this. If you'd caught me 15 years ago, you wouldn't have been able to understand what I was saying. Not a chance. <laughs> I can only imagine what you was... I'm a, I can only imagine what you were like when you were home for, like, for Christmas or for, like, parties or when you're there for, like, a few weeks. And you, I bet you go back to, like, that real hard... It's the slang you guys use. It's so rough and speaks so quick. Like, mine in particular, like, I can go a million miles an hour. Like, weirdly thrown it back to mine in Urkan's first date. Obviously, he's from, like, down south. And he's so polite and so nice. Like, on my first date, I had a couple of drinks because I was so nervous. So I was sitting talking to him and, like, just doing the usual million miles an hour, hands flying everywhere. And he just sat and smiled. I thought, you've got no fucking clue what I'm saying. Hiya, son. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, how like is, is that been is that been a problem for you though when you were dating? Like, is that something that you like in the past or like how how have you managed to cope with dating? Because obviously everyone knows you from Geordie Shore. Everyone knows knows you inside and out. Really, everyone knows the perception of you and what you came across. Like the way you was, you were just so open with everything. The way you speak, you don't care what you say. You know what I mean? Like you would quite openly say. Cool, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd fucking jump into bed with you. You know what I mean? Without absolutely... <laughs> like, from watching you back in the day, jeez, I mean, some of the things you used to say used to crack me up because I used to watch you on Julie Shorty Shaw. <laughs> like, back in the day. Oh, I didn't know I had a fan on my hands, Ollie Bear. <laughs> Vic, eight, nine years ago, I was watching Shorty Shaw every week. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what time of night either. <laughs> Stop it! There are children listening to this yeah, that's podcast. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But no, um, but you just have all like, how did you? How do you find that when you go like people's perceptions of you when you went dating with people? So it was like I feel like I echo a lot of your sentiments from like when you were sort of trying to find your Amelia. Um, I had this real like dark time where I was just like, this is it, like. I was in my 30s and I totally thought I'd met the person I was meant to be with and it hadn't worked out with him. And rather than sort of think, oh, that relationship was wrong and he just wasn't the right person, I was like, I'm fundamentally unlovable. Like, that's where I went to. I was like, I am actually so career driven and so selfish and so demanded and un and un like unyielding that, like, again, like you say, it was my way or the highway that I just thought, shit, like, this is it. I'm going to be one of these really successful women who is on her own, yeah. who just, like, just takes her mum on holiday and spoils her friends rotten, but has no one to share it with. And I got yeah. so, so stressed out and worried about it. And of course, the more stressed out you get, the more worried, like the more you project it and everyone's like, Jesus Christ, she's mental. So it was, it was awful. And then 
like I had that breakup, which nobody knows this, but Ollie was super there for me when I had me breakup, and I really do always think I love your words oh. for that. <laughs> well, no, I remember just seeing it, and I, I remember hearing it in the papers and stuff, and I, I don't know, I just, I just wanted to reach out to you, and, and obviously, we'd only ever really spoke here and there in the industry at different times, and only ever seen you, and you've always been so lovely, but I don't know, I just felt like I wanted to reach out to you and just give you some love and. Just say like I'm here if you want to talk. I don't know where that came from, Vic. I just, I just, I saw you in pain and I saw you upset, and I, I, I just related to to how you were feeling in some in some sort of shape or form, and I, I wanted to reach out to you, and I, yeah, I just, just don't know. I just think you're an amazing person, so I just, just felt like you, if you needed someone to talk to, I was there for you, you know. Well, the feeling was mutual. Like, I absolutely speak so highly of you now. Whenever anyone brings you up, I'm like, he's so fucking lush. You know how much you were there for when we break up? Oh, I just promise sing your praises. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but no, like, I think after that, like, what my main concern was, was I was so desperate not to be seen as, like, the girl who got cheated on. Not to be seen as that victim. I bet. And every, I just didn't want people thinking, oh, God, she's single again. She's desperate. She's on the market. Or, like oh god bless her let's all hold handle our kid gloves like I didn't have and I didn't want to have a victim mentality like I wanted to be seen as that strong confident girl again and I wasn't really so it was super hard trying to get back out there and date again after all that because I was just so conflicted How long like, you I was really scared after that probably about three four months mm. um I moved on like I suppose relatively quickly and I think because of that like I don't I think was you really did hesitant. I don't think you did I, I actually I actually watched a lot of what you were doing and on Instagram we obviously spoke a bit but I, I don't think you did I, I think that you you had to get that anger out that frustration out you had to cry a lot you had to go through all them emotions and they always say with especially with anyone that's gone through a breakup you have to go through that sort of grieving process for like and then all of a sudden women do this great thing where they they like up and down for four three or four months and then they just go <laughs> one morning they wake up and go Oh, boom. <laughs> back in the room. I'm back yeah. in the room. I don't care anymore. I've met someone else. Bye. And then that's it. Yeah. Really interesting. My sister used to do it all the time. She used to be like, oh, I miss him. No, I don't. I hate him. I miss him. I miss him. No, I don't. I hate him. Oh, I just want to have a boyfriend. I want to be loved. And then one morning she wakes up and went, oh, I'm kind of over it now. That's it. Done. I'm like, yeah. What? And then that's it. And I'm so happy for you now. <laughs> I mean, it's instant. Yeah, insight is so good. Like, you literally just wake up one morning and you're like, hang on a second, I am a bad bitch. And it's so good. I honestly think your Instagram, right, your stories mm. on your Instagram, I think are, um, I, I'm going to, I'm putting out, I'm putting out there to the world. I think your Instagram is the most real Instagram account I've ever <laughs> seen. Like, <laughs> honestly, if you've had a row with your boyfriend, you're straight on Instagram. If you've had, like, if you're crying or you've just farted in someone's face, it's on Instagram. But I think that's why you've got so many followers, because you speak on so many different levels. You, you talk about the highs and you also talk about the lows. And, you, and I think during that period, for them four months, like, you need, uh, it sounds silly, but I think, like, you, 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 needed, you needed people to, I don't know, you, you, your Instagram helped, you know. Your, your, I think your social yeah. media following helped you because it, it was them people that were like, yeah, I've been through that as well, Vicky. I've yes. been through that. I know how you're feeling. And I think sometimes your friends, it sounds weird at social media because I'm a bit up and down with it sometimes. I hate it and then I love it and I love it and I hate it. 
But yeah. I filled in sometimes in hours of need. Like when I when um when Kaz passed away at the start of the year, and um you know with everything that happened with Kaz, like that it it really comforted me the support and the messages that I not that I received but the messages that I saw to that people that friends or family and people that knew Caroline really well and you know the the. the you know, everyone suffered from that, and it, it was like it felt like everyone was together, and everyone was mourning together over Kaz, and, and it felt. And I felt like none of my friends understood what I was going through, or like or how I felt, and and I, and I sort of, you know, when I when other people were messaging me saying that I lost a friend to suicide, and and would would tell me stories, and and it was it was it was comforting to hear, and I think when you was going through what you were going through you know, you probably just needed people to tell you that they had been through that and it was comforting for you, you know. So yeah. I can see that really helped you and that's probably why your Instagram's so popular and so massive. <laughs> so many oh, followers. Yeah. I'm, I'm huge on the ground. I'm trying to catch you and I keep getting close and then you go away from me again. I'm like, <laughs> not weird, person. you must have How many? No, no, you, no, 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 no. Let me just check now. No. I'm going to check while I'm okay. on the phone. Because I Stop it. You are always on social media and yours no, is no, proper. No, 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 no. Yours is so creative. Mine's just like no, no, selfies no, no. No, and hung over pigs. Let me, let's just put it into perspective, okay? Thank you God. have got 4.6 <laughs> million followers, right? Ain't no thing. <laughs> okay, you're 4.6 million followers, right? Mm -hmm. I, I am on 3.3 million. You have got 1.3 million extra followers than me. And that shows me that the reason people follow you is that you are real. You are, I mean, I'm real, but you, you're everything. You give your fans <laughs> everything and people are so relatable to you. It's amazing. Yeah. It's really awesome. You are being too kind. Do you want to know why that is so high? Because Geordie Shaw is on in 63 countries. That's why that's high. No freaking way. Yes, babe. I go to Brazil and can't walk down the street. Me one now, so I'm in England anymore. But Brazil, it goes off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, though? I would have loved you not to have been on Geordie Shaw and you have been on Love Island because you would have been unbelievable on that. Do you know how much I talk about this to the lads I know who have been on Love Island and me mates, I'm like, I would have cleaned up on Love Island. I mean, obviously I shouldn't be saying things like this now. I'm very happy of with course, a lovely boyfriend. Of course, but you know, you're confident in your own ability. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> Do you know what? Even I want. Even I. Even, like, <laughs> do you think you would have loved to have gone on Love Island as well? I you would do. If I would. Have, I would. Yeah, of course. I think if I would have yes. got, if I'd have never have got famous and stuff, I would have given Love Island a go, one hundred percent. And me and my mates oh. always talk about, it. yeah, like we'd do, we'd have done this, we'd have done that. I love watching Love Island. Me and my, me and my, me and my mate Loz, um, he come and stayed with me last year when I was at my rehab for my knee. So we spent mm -hmm. two or three weeks in my lounge just watching Love Island every night. And me and Amelia were just started seeing each other, etc. again. And I was literally, my knee was in bits. And we'd watch Love Island every night. And we were just having these, like, I would have done that. Oh, my God, he's yes. such a mill. Why did he do that? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, if we was on Love Island, we'd have, like, cleaned up on this show. Like, oh, like. And I'm just thinking, like, I would have won this one if I'd have been on it. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, isn't it? So ridiculous. No, but I totally get it. Like, for starters... I think if you look at like all of the winners from past years, basically all of the lads have been like Essexy or London based. That's so you true. are in with a that really very good chance. True. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> but I'm like, listen, I've I'm I've always said this. I've never been the best looking guy in the room, but I've got a good personality. So mm -hmm. I don't think I would have had the bod 
I don't think I'd have had the bod for Love Island. That's the problem. Hey, nah. I've seen some of your shirtless nah. pics, son. I think you nah. would have smashed it. Listen, I'm not going to lie. Getting famous has helped me lots with women. You know what I mean? Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm like, let's be fair. I know what it was. Listen, I turned famous at 25. I yeah. turned famous at 25. And I'm telling you now, going out, going out clubbing and being in bars, I used to struggle massively. You know what I mean? Like, Babes, no, massively. I'm not going to lie to you, fame, being, getting famous helped me, you know what I mean? Because it, oh, it, it definitely, they definitely, I was never getting 10 out of 10 girls come up to me, not a chance, <laughs> not a chance. I was, As a guy though, right, because I always used to say, to, I always used to say this to the lasses on Jodie Show, and I used to think this, and it used to play on my mind, I used to go, ask yourself, if he would have spoke to me before I was on the telly, and if the answer is yes, entertain him, and if the answer is no, let it go, ah. that's what I always used to say. Well, that's, no, no, by the way, that is exactly my mindset, because I remember mm. once being in a London bar, um, just come off X Factor. Oh, you are massive, weren't you? You were dick swinging. <laughs> The helicopter yes. was out every night. The helicopter. <laughs> so it should be. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. I was no. I genuinely was going out, and I me- I remember once thinking I must be getting set up here because I remember going to a bar and I was at the front, sat at the bar, and this absolute Victoria's Secret, gorgeous, oh, worldy. unbelievable worldy came and sat next to me at the bar, and she was like, "Hi, Mister Mers," and I was like, "No, all right." And she was like, oh, lovely to meet you in this bar. Like, what are you up to? Who, who are you with? I'm like, oh, I've just come in here on my own. I was, I think my mate's in the toilet or something. And she was like, oh, well, I mean, I'm just sat here on my own. I mean, you can always get me a drink. And I just looked at her and I just thought, this is too good to be true. This, yeah. I'm talking about, I used to be in Essex grafting. Like, it'd take me hours to pull a bird of this, of this magnitude. It would take me months. <laughs> Take me years. <laughs> like, I, could, I was doing everything I could to meet a girl like this. I was thinking, this is not true. I, I actually remember saying to her, say, look, you seem like a really lovely woman, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, head off somewhere else with I'm my t- mate. I'm terrified. I, absolutely. My bum hole <laughs> fell out. I was like, no, nah, this is not, this is, something's not right here. Because this isn't, this wasn't what I was used to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no, it, you know, listen, we all know what fame, fame is a, is a weird thing to adjust to. When I got into this, it was like, this is really odd that everyone knows who I am. And then you, you yeah. do start to have trust issues. You start to worry, why, who's this, why is this person exactly. coming up to me? Why, why are you talking to me? Why are you talking to me? Are you, are you talking mm. to me because, it's, it's, like you just said, is it, are, you, yeah. would you, are you entertaining me just because it's me? Or are you actually entertaining me because you think I'm a nice person or whatever? It was, oh, it was such a brain hit. It, now I'm so used to it. I, I, it I, I'm so good at knowing the right people to speak to and the wrong people to speak to. But... For a good few years, it was a massive head fuck for me. Like, whoa, what the fuck is... This is crazy. <laughs> but it's like anything, like, you have to get used to something and you have to learn. And I think you do have to go through that period where you're sort of, you're a bit naive and you're innocent and you're just super excited that there's these, like, good-looking people talking to you. Like, Jesus Christ, I know some of the fellas I kissed when I was younger wouldn't have wanted to kiss me unless I was on the telly. Like, I know that. Hang on I've a made me Who peace with it. Who is the biggest celebrity you've snogged? Ever. I haven't snugged a lot of oh, celebrities. Shut up. I haven't. So let me think. So obviously, I well, I kissed some boys from Geordie Shore. I suppose they're technically obviously, celebrities. Obviously, we know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Hang on. Let me think. Shit. No. Put me on the spot. It must be just someone from Towie. I don't know. Ooh, Could it be? Have I kissed someone better? Have if I you guys get better? on, though, weren't Towie and Geordie Shore like we hate you? You have. It wasn't West Side Story. Mate. It felt like that in the newspapers. <laughs> felt like it was no, like no. clash. <laughs> 
You see now. I always loved the Chowee lot just because I think I, I've spoken to Jess Wright before and I kind of like aspired to be the girls from Chowee a little bit. Like I was never totally comfortable with the version of me that was represented on Geordie Shaw. But I would say that they were aspiring to be like you girls that didn't care and didn't didn't have that sort of air of, oh, you know, they you, you girls on Geordie Shaw were more like, you know, you just were more carefree and more fun and more real. I felt like when I watched Towie, I felt like sometimes when I watched Towie, I, I felt that some of the characters weren't being weren't being themselves or it was more scripted. Do you know what I mean? I felt Geordie yeah. Shaw was a little bit more like, you guys were mad up in there. I mean, like, I would love to have come to the house. Was it the house? Yeah. I'd <laughs> yeah, love to have oh come. When I was on tour in Newcastle, I always like was hoping some of the lads or some of the girls would come to the show and ask me to come back for the night just, 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 to, just to see how crazy it actually was because some of the things that happened on that show, 63 countries, seriously. Yeah, Vince. Yeah. Wow, that I is I remember going, going to the AMAs probably about four or five years ago now. It was just before I did The Jungle and um, there was hundreds of fans, loads of teenage girls outside of a hotel that we were all having lunch in with like MTV but they'd been told that Justin Bieber was staying there. Well, he wasn't, like, he, he was not. But they were obviously all so hyped up, like, you could just feel it in the air. So when I walked out, they were like, fuck it, it's a celeb, I'm having her. They just ran over. And this is, like, my only ever experience with this. You must get this all the time, like, Nick has thrown at your head the lot. But I've <laughs> never been mobbed. And I got mobbed by all these, like, Italian teenage girls. And I think at the time, the agent had this video of me just, like, standing there, like, super uncomfortable, like, ah! That's amazing, though. What a great experience. <laughs> Experience. Oh, Ollie, I'm having such a nice time talking to you, but I have loads more questions. I want to do X Factor. I want to ask about One Direction. Yeah. What should we do in part two? Yes, let's do it in part two. Let's go for a wee first. Yeah, I'm desperate. I always need a wee. <laughs>